0: Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on my drive to work this morning. I have some exciting news. Lakers Carpool is now officially part of the Basketball Podcast Network team. You can follow the Basketball Podcast Network at HoopsPodNet on Twitter. And I'm just pumped. I'm pumped to be a part of uh, the Basketball Podcast Network to get this podcast out there and kind of share it a little bit more on Twitter and whatnot and and work with the team and, and maybe collaborate with some other... NBA podcasts part of the network and and whatnot so we got a fun episode in store we're gonna talk Legacy the new documentary series on Hulu we're gonna talk the Patrick Beverly trade and we're gonna talk LeBron James signing his extension thanks so much for joining today let's jump into it there's three episodes out now so won't be a full review obviously because we'll just talk about it as it comes out but we got three episodes to talk about there will be probably some spoilers in here so if you haven't seen it maybe wait and watch it before you listen to this episode. But otherwise, we're just going to kind of jump in and talk about the docuseries. I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a great docuseries. I've enjoyed watching it so far. I don't know if any of you guys have watched Winning Time on HBO, which is basically a dramatized version of the Lakers Showtime era, the first season, basically just going through the first season of the Showtime era. So the docuseries does move much faster than the show did. And it's interesting because so the Lakers, Genie Bus, all these people, they've been saying, you know, legacy, this docuseries is a we wanted to be able to let let the the players and the people involved tell the true story of the of the Lakers and blah blah blah. Basically insinuating that winning time what isn't true and you know winning time has gotten a lot of a lot of backlash we've talked about it on this podcast how Jerry West was depicted Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was depicted you know all these different issues that the Lakers organization and, and ex-Lakers players have had with the show when honestly in in my opinion winning time wasn't that bad like actually I really enjoyed it a lot and I've you know I'm like three quarters of the way reading through the book showtime by jeff perlman which the which winning time is based off of and i think the show is good i sure there's some things that are annoying right like they the show winning time they made up certain things like random scores like they changed scores to be different than what actually happened and they of course they you know they dramatize things right like they make jerry west seem maybe a little crazier than he was in real life but Let's not forget, like, it, both in the book and then in Legacy, in the docu-series, Jerry West says that he had a temper. He says that he didn't handle his emotions well and all these different things, you know? So it's like, to me, like, it all, it, it's it's all pretty aligned. It's all pretty similar. So that being said, I think it's, I just think it's ironic that the Lakers and Jeannie Buss and all these people are saying that that Legacy, the docu-series, is the Lakers telling the true story of, of the Lakers dynasty, when in reality, like, when you watch the docuseries, it basically tells the same story that Winning Time did. And Winning Time is just a dramatized version. So, of course, like, things might be fabricated. Things might be wrong here and there. But for the most part, it tells the same exact story. So, all that being said, Legacy, it's a docuseries. So, if you're not into documentaries, you might not like it as much. It might be a little slow for you. But if you're a diehard Lakers fan, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So the, the docu-series, it starts off, and it's really t- telling the story, at least in the beginning, of Jerry Buss and the legacy that he's trying to create for his family and for the Lakers. So you have all of the Buss siblings being interviewed, um, Johnny Buss, Jim Buss, Jeannie Buss, Bus. I've forget the other one, the other one's names but you have all the all the siblings being interviewed kind of telling the stories about their dad and their lives growing up and all these different things and then obviously you have all, all the laker greats in there you know michael cooper magic johnson kareem abdul jabbar james worthy jerry west um all the all the big players in that showtime era they uh they're in it and they're and they're interviewed and it's 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 really cool to see a documentary that has all of these people involved, right? So we've had Winning Time come out, which is like a dramatized series. So there's no interviews or whatever. So it's all just depictions and and what whatnot of these real people. We've had They Call Me Magic, that documentary that came out. I actually haven't seen it, but that's more focuses more on you know Magic Johnson's career specifically. And then you have this one, which is about the Lakers. And this is like the, it's not very often that you see. a a docuseries go all the way like spanning this much of a sports franchise right going from showtime in the 80s like the late 70s to early 80s all the way through what i'm assuming will be present day because you i mean on the cover art for the show or the the show poster whatever you whatever you want to call it you know they have kobe Bryant on there he's front and center they have lebron on there and then obviously the showtime the showtime guy so like it seems like this documentary is going to cover all the way from from the beginning of the Showtime era to present day which is really cool so I'm looking forward to that and once we get into that section of the podcast or the podcast of the documentary because I think for me like the Showtime stuff I've been so in in entrenched in it all between winning time coming out starting to read Showtime the book by Jeff Perlman and then now this docuseries, it's like, okay, I've I've read, watched, or heard the story of how Showtime got started like a 100 times, I feel like, at this point. And, you know, obviously, I wasn't alive during the Showtime era. I wasn't born until 94, so I my first memories of the Lakers really are the three-peat era with Shaq and Kobe. And even then, I was pretty young at that time. So, that's, like, my formative years in, in basketball is really the mid-2000s to like, the 2009-2010 championships, right? Like, that's, like, my main era of the Lakers that I really remember. But, you know, I do remember some of the 3 beat era. I mean, a good amount. So, that being said, I didn't live through the Showtime era, but I, I've i consumed a lot of information about it. And, of, of course, most of the information is the same, although the Lakers and, and whatnot might not agree, given what they think about winning time. But it's all basically the same, right? It's the same story, the same idea. And... I think I think the docu series I'm really curious what everyone else thinks but to me the docu series honestly just kind of backed up winning time more so than it didn't in my opinion like a lot of the things in there in in winning time were those stories were told in the docu series like you had the um the scrapbook thing that Jerry Buss made of all his girlfriends right like that was in the docu series you had even down to like so there was a scene in winning time I think I can't remember if it was the first episode or I think it probably was the first episode maybe the second episode where Jerry Buss finally is able to buy the Lakers and I think this the episode ends with him sitting like center court smoking a cigar or doing something like that and there's literally an interview in the docuseries where Jerry Buss is saying like, you know I after I bought the Lakers I the lights were dim i went into the onto the court grabbed a chair in center court and and smoked a cigar and just thought like this is mine you know like he literally said that in an actual interview now whether that's true or not or he just made it up and whatever but that's something that he said he actually did and they depicted that in the show in, in winning time so you know that was something that like for me i assumed that that was a fake part of the show like I thought that, I thought I just assumed that was a dramatized thing that they had Jerry Buss sitting center court to like close out the episode like I'm like yeah he probably didn't do that in real life but like according to him he actually did. So there's just like things like that where the docu series actually does back up winning time a lot in my opinion. And again, I think they're both good for different reasons. So right like Winning Time again, it's dramatized, it's fun to watch. It's good. Docu series, you want it to be a little more factual, like you have the guy, you know, it's like telling the real story, showing real footage, all these things, right? So it's they play a different role, but they're telling the same story. That's kind of the way I view it. So all that being said, is I don't think one is better than the other. Not that anyone asks, but in my opinion, I don't think one's better than better than the other. I think winning time in one sense is more fun because it's like an actual TV show. It's like it's fun to watch the docu series is fun because you get to hear different people's perspectives and and different people tell like their story their side of the story and all these different things right so it's fun in that sense i think the docuseries again we're only three episodes in but i think so far it's been great yeah i i I don't have any complaint if anything i'm just i wish the episodes just all dropped at once so i could just keep watching it because I hate having to wait wait a week to watch one episode. Like I I know that's how things used to be back in the day, but like we stream everything now. Why are we waiting a week to watch an episode of anything? That's you know that's my opinion on it. But yeah, no, I think the I think Legacy so far. And again, this is me saying something, like telling a story that I didn't live through, and whatnot. But I've consumed a lot of the story, and I, I think I think Legacy is, is good, and I'm excited to see how it ties all into the rest of the Lakers story like we haven't seen that much yet you know you have you have Showtime by Jeff Perlman the book by Jeff Perlman you have three uh, Three Ring Circus the book by Jeff Perlman which is about the Lakers three-peat era and they kind of tie together right it's the same author same writing style and whatnot but the books don't actually like it's not like a it you know it, it's nonfiction. it's not like it's a, a book series right where one leads into the other and maybe winning time the show on hbo will do that right like maybe they will it'll be a long maybe it'll be around for it for a while they'll they'll bake it all in but given where shows are at now like i don't see i i feel like you would need like six seven seasons just to get there which maybe will or won't happen i mean we'll see but the docuseries is the kind of the first the first avenue of of media that's like really tying it all together, which is, which is really exciting. So I'm excited to keep watching it. I think I definitely recommend you all to pick it up to start watching it. If you haven't started watching it or, you know, if you're waiting to, uh, for more episodes to come out before you start it, which I also kind of recommend almost just cause it's got you waiting and itching for more. Um, definitely, definitely watch it when you get the chance I, I, it's a it's a it's a great docu-series so far and it's it's cool to i mean i don't know like it's it, what's cool about it is you have these people that are currently a part of the lakers organization right like genie bus is currently the owner i feel like a lot of times documentaries you get interviews and you get people telling the stories after the fact and i get yes they're telling a story after the fact right like obviously Showtime has happened. Genie was a part of it, and in some way, different players were part of it and in their own in different ways and whatnot. And they're telling the story after the fact. But a lot of these people are still part of the Lakers organization, right? Like Genie Bus is the current owner. You have James Worthy, who is like still part of the team. Like he's on like Spectrum, doing post-game shows and stuff. You have Magic Johnson, who until very recently was part of the Lakers like actual front office so I think it's fun to see these people that are still very active in the Lakers organization giving interviews and talking about it and whatnot so it's it almost feels like it's like a as it's happening kind of situation so it's fun in that sense and I'm I've enjoyed watching it for sure so again I highly recommend it I think it's I mean the Lakers are a special organization it's you don't you don't see many documentaries and this many this much media content coming out for every NBA team I mean even even the Celtics the quote-unquote greatest NBA franchise of all time with 17 champions I mean I know Lakers have 17 now too but up until up until very recently the the Celtics were sitting atop with 17 championships and and whatnot and considered the quote-unquote greatest historic historically the greatest NBA franchise and whatnot and you don't see you don't see media companies and production companies making stuff about the Celtics because the Lakers are sort of a special team. They're a special team. They're a special franchise, and they're um, they're fun to learn about, fun to watch, and, and whatnot. It's fun stories to tell and, and to hear and all these things. So so far, first three episodes of Legacy, they've been great. They've been fantastic. The only thing is, I, I wish I had more. I wish they didn't release it every once one episode every week. That's that's for sure. So definitely recommend watching it. There's not, I mean. It's the story of the Showtime Lakers, right? So, like, if you... At least the first three episodes so far. So, if you know that, right? Like, there's not really any spoilers to give. Because, whatever. It's it's a story that most people know, generally. But, to this point, we haven't had the actual people involved in the story telling the story firsthand. So, to, like, firsthand to the camera, you know, in, in that sense. So, fun to watch, for sure. And I'm super excited to see how they mesh it together with the kobe shack era the kobe era the kobe pow era and whatnot so definitely recommend watching it if you have not already if you have watched it if you watched the first of the episodes i'm really curious to see what you think i'm curious if you've also watched winning time to compare it to winning time and see what you think about the two if there's one that you prefer if you think that if you agree with me that they're basically telling the same story And if you don't agree, you know what your thoughts are. So definitely hit me up, like on Twitter or whatever, on what you think about this about both shows, really. But Legacy, it's newer, so I want to. I'm curious what your thoughts are. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for NFL Week One action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up by 7 points, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by 7 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. So we got a lot of information to cover on the Lakers which I feel like I'm saying a little too often but this offseason was interesting so it's been interesting so far in the sense that we've had this what seemed like was going to happen trade for Kyrie that did not formulate into anything and then we had kind of it was just quiet for a while and then two weeks ago last week the NBA season full schedule came out and like three minutes before that was released, LeBron James announced he was signing a two-year extension with the Lakers, which is huge news for the NBA, the Lakers, LeBron. and then last night, I'm recording this on Thursday by the way I don't know when this episode's gonna, when this episode is going to come out, but on Wednesday night, the Lakers announced they were trading Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson for Patrick Beverly, which is pretty wild. Like I just never thought that Patrick Beverly would be a Laker. I he's a he's a player that I've despised for some time now. He's been you know, he played for the Clippers for a long time. I you know, I didn't like him when he played for the Timberwolves last season. And he is uh he's a character. I mean so I my initial reaction to this trade and we'll get back to the LeBron stuff. I'm just talking about this now because this just happened last night, so it's fresh in my mind. But this trade for Patrick Beverly initially, I was not happy about. I, Patrick Beverly on the Lakers was not something that I wanted. He, I don't respect him. I have not respected him as a player. I, you know, I did not ex- respect what he did to Chris Paul after that playoff game when they were obviously going to lose the series and he came up behind Chris Paul, pushed him in the back right like just there's a lot of dirty plays that he makes a lot of just the way he plays it's he plays tough, he plays hard he's he has a, a dog mentality out there which you you in some sense do have to appreciate, but sometimes the way he goes about it I don't respect. So just to get that out there. So in that sense like Patrick Beverly is a player that I, for that reason have not necessarily wanted on the Lakers. I didn't think the Lakers needed him until recently. Last last season, Lakers were a terrible defensive team. So, the Lakers team that we had last season, unfortunately, I think that this trade helps the Lakers a good deal. Does it fix all their problems? Hell no. The Lakers still don't have a solid wing defender, right? Patrick Beverly, he's a guard, but that he's still a good defender. So in that sense, like, we bring in a good defender. And this trade, well, again, I'm assuming that this trade is not going to be the the last trade that happens this season for the Lakers. I'm assuming that that's the case. Now, is that true? I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I'm assuming that we trade for, for a guard in this sense. Like, maybe that gives us room to potentially trade Russell Westbrook if something comes up. That we can, you know, the Lakers and the other team can agree on. You know, I'm not totally sure of the thought process here. We, you know, getting THT off the books does open up some more cap space, although I don't think it opens up enough for another max spot. So, but there's a lot of Lakers fans out there upset that we've traded THT and Stanley Johnson for Patrick Beverly. I think a lot of people are more upset. Because of the principle behind it, like there's some sort of principle behind it because of who Patrick Beverly is and, and how he plays and all those things. At the end of the day, I think it's a good trade, right, like you look at what THT and, and Stanley Johnson have done for the Lakers, it's for the most part diddly squat, right? Like THT is young, so he could still develop and blossom into a really good player. I'm not saying that that what we're seeing of him is who he is going to be for the rest of his career, but what we have gotten out of him for the last few years has been basically nothing he was really surprising and really fun for the few minutes off the bench he would get in that 2019 2020 season but let's not forget like he didn't get that much playing time he was a rookie but when he did play he did some exciting things We're like oh this could be a next like really good player and then the next two seasons the Lakers were expecting more for him right like the Lakers basically chose him over Alex Caruso they gave him more responsibility and he didn't those two years he didn't develop into anything very special at all he couldn't shoot didn't play great defense he he didn't make you know he was able to get to the basket and make some decent plays here and there he had some good games where he put up 20 and, and whatnot but for the vast majority of those two seasons he did nothing really for the Lakers it was I don't know if I'd say he was a negative I mean I don't know what his plus minus was for those two years in my mind I feel like it was a kind of a neutral situation he helped in some sense hurt in some sense it came it kind of was a net zero Stanley Johnson he came in kind of when was it like the middle of last season or so Lakers signed him on a on a like a two-way deal. He ended up signing a full contract, which was a, a super cool story, super fun situation in a really dismal season. And this is what I've been saying, right? Stanley Johnson was a good defender for the Lakers on a bad defensive Lakers team that won 33 games. So again, I'm not saying that Stanley Johnson wouldn't be good to have around. Like, I'm sure he could help defensively in some sense but he's another player that can't shoot he's not a playmaker offensively he's not creating shots he's not and I and I know he you don't need that as much when you have LeBron on on the floor in theory when you have Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis but Stanley Johnson doesn't play well next to LeBron he's not he's not hitting three-pointers he's not you know he's he's not stretching the floor Spreading the floor, doing all these things that you need with when you're playing next to LeBron, he's a good defender. Yes, he he locks some guys down and whatnot, but we're comparing him to Carmelo Anthony. We're comparing him to older guys that you know aren't historical historically good defenders anyway. So he's a he's a standout defender on a on a bad defensive team. That's kind of what what he was for the Lakers. Now. When he goes into the jazz, assuming he stays with the jazz, and assuming right, like maybe he'll he'll still be good and, and play and the Lakers fans will be like, Well, see, this is the guy that we gave up. But at the end of the day, what you get with Patrick Beverly is actual good defense. You get heart, you get tenacity, you get veteran leadership, and Patrick Beverly, like, you have to realize this. He's been the common denominator on playoff teams since, like, 2013. He was on the Rockets for a few years where he played decent minutes in the playoffs on those teams. Then on the Clippers for a while where he played significant minutes on that team. And then on on the Timberwolves last season where he played significant minutes. So, you know, he is 34. He's getting older but you have to look at like in the NBA there are there are players that are kind of like common common denominator guys on certain playoff teams on championship teams on maybe teams that are in the finals that don't end up winning but right like there's certain like you look at um I remember I remember thinking thinking about this with um, Hito Turkal that's probably a name you haven't heard in a while but Hito Turkaloo, he is a guy that was, a common denominator player on a ton of playoff teams i don't think he ever ended up winning a championship but from like 2002 through 2009 he was there like he he was on the kings in the early 2000s when they would go up go up against the lakers and then i think in 2009 he was on the magic when the lakers beat the magic in the finals so He's you know he's on the wrong side of history in that sense, but that being said, he's one of those common denominator guys on playoff teams, and that's that's kind of what Patrick Beverly is. Now, he hasn't gotten over the hump. He he hasn't been able to be on a team that's gotten over the hump and win the finals. But could he be a player that helps the Lakers get get to the playoffs, get back into the playoffs? Hundred percent. So in that sense, I I like this trade. And at the end of the day, like this is the unfortunate thing with LeBron. It's like a double edged sword. It's the good and the bad with LeBron is he brings you the possibility of winning a championship every season. But with him, you're not going to keep around the young guys, you know, the young guys that you had on the team. That's what the, has happened with the Cavaliers. it's what's happened with the Lakers, right? It's like we're going to bring in LeBron. We're going to bring in the guys that he wants to play with, and it's not going to be the young guys. Like he, he, LeBron knows that to win championships, you can't have – too many young guys on the team, and this this season is interesting because the Lakers have signed actually a decent amount of younger guys. Now it's not like rookies and, and whatnot, but they have signed a decent amount of younger guys. So bringing in Patrick Beverly also is important in that, in that sense, where it's you know that you have more veterans in the locker room and whatnot. So it's in it's a there's a lot of facets about this trade, bringing in Patrick Beverly that's really interesting, right? Like also, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook do not have a great like. At least in, th- in the media, they don't have a good relationship. They talk crap about each other all the time and, and whatnot. So that'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, bury the hatchet and whatnot. And also in- interesting to see if if Russ Westbrook sticks around. Now, a lot of people are saying that bringing in Patrick Beverly probably means that the Lakers are going to bring in uh, a trade with the Indiana Pacers, which would bring in Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. So that could be interesting. Now, you know, if this Patrick Beverly trade leads to the Lakers being able to make that trade, or if they're making this trade because they think that they're gonna be able to make this trade with Indiana to get Miles Turner and, and Buddy Heald, then that's, then that's fantastic as well. So there's a few different facets that are going on. A little, some interesting tidbits here and there. But overall, I think that Patrick Beverly comes in and makes this Lakers team better. Now this team is like basically a brand new team from what we had last season. So it's hard to it's hard to say like, okay, this team or that team, because the team is different. We don't really know what we're going to get from this team because there's a lot of new guys between JTA, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, all these different guys, right? So interesting to see the Lakers are younger, bringing this veteran guy in Patrick Beverly who's got that dog mentality, he's got tenacity, he's going to go out, he's going to play hard every single night, and that's what the Lakers did not have that last season. They did not have someone that was going to go out and play hard every single night, so so Patrick Beverly, LeBron matching up, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be overall, like right now, I think it's a good thing. I think this is a good trade because going back to what I was saying with Le- LeBron, thing, like the Lakers are in a win-now situation. They got to be win-now mentality. Unfortunately, Taylor Horton Tucker is not a win-now player. At least that he, had, that's, he hasn't been the last few seasons. So in that sense also, right, we got to bring in guys that will help the Lakers win now. And Patrick Beverly has been one of those guys that is making the playoffs almost every season. You know, like he's on a team that makes playoffs almost every season since 2013, which is pretty crazy. So I'm coming around to it. I hope this is my, you know, my, my last comment about the Patrick Beverly thing is I hope that the Patrick Beverly situation turns out the same way the Ron Artest situation did. When Ron Artest came to the Lakers, I despised him. You know, I, I respected the sense that he was a, a good defender, a tough player, but I I thought he was a dirty player. I, you know, he played for the Rockets and a few other teams that would go up against the Lakers. He was always the guy that would would guard Kobe. I didn't like him. He came to the Lakers. He played well. He played hard. The Lakers won a championship. And he's a, you know, he's a guy that I think of fondly now because of that. So do I not totally respect Patrick Beverley and things he's done in the past? 100% up until last night did I like him no but obviously there is some bias in there with him being on the Lakers now I hope that he comes in and plays well I don't hope that he plays dirty I want him to play hard play well and help the Lakers get back into their championship winning ways so we'll see what happens I'm hopeful I'm very hopeful with this Pat Beverly uh, situation and I just hope that it turns out similar to the Ron Artest situation Alright, now let's jump in really quickly and talk about the LeBron James extension. So great news for the Lakers because LeBron was coming to the end of his deal. LeBron the last season was kinda hemming and hawing about where he was gonna be. You know, he the only thing he was ever saying was that he wanted to put a chance to play with his son brawny i was feeling like lebron was going to be definitely leaving the lakers after la- after this upcoming season and the lakers would have nothing to show for it i mean outside of the one championship but like nothing more to show for it. no players in return blah 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 so towards the end of last season and this offseason i've been saying that like lebron shouldn't be off the table for trades the lakers need to a- need to look into trading lebron and i was standing by that up until recently obviously but LeBron signing this extension is great news for the Lakers because we get at least two more years if not three years from LeBron obviously we'll see how LeBron is and, and how he continues to age as he gets older but LeBron was still playing well and putting up good numbers last season it gives the Lakers you know it keeps the Lakers in the conversation depending on how we can continue to build around the team between AD and LeBron and it's overall good news, I mean I think there's there's some Lakers fans surprisingly enough out there that don't like LeBron don't like what LeBron has done with the Lakers and whatnot i There are two directions the Lakers could have gone right they could have they could have backed out of the LeBron sweepstakes back in twenty eighteen and kept their young guys. They could have continued to build around Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball blah blah blah, or they could have gone LeBron made the trade for Anthony Davis done what they've done to this point right won a championship along the way and you know you look at the teams that these guys are on Jordan Clarkson Brandon Ingram right like these guys are playing well they're they're playing well on their respective teams but they're not making their team's championship contenders you know they're 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 good but like do I the Lakers probably are a fringe playoff team with those guys so overall I think that having LeBron on the team is making the Lakers better I think LeBron signing this extension is, is good news because uh, the alternative is that LeBron would have left. I mean, assuming the Lakers didn't trade for LeBron. The alternative is that LeBron leaves in free agency, goes back to Cleveland or wherever he thinks that he can play with his son. And that era, with the, the, the LeBron era with the Lakers is over. So I think LeBron signing with the Lakers continues the Lakers having an opportunity to to contend for championships which is what we want right so in that sense it's good news so it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers continue to to build around LeBron if they trade Russell Westbrook if they're able to trade Russell Westbrook you know what we did last season was terrible we got a bunch of guys that couldn't spread the floor there was zero spacing it was just no one played defense all these things We've now traded for Patrick Beverly, a guy who plays good defense. There's rumors the Lakers might be able to trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Hield, which are guys that do exactly that. They spread the floor, they space the floor. They they're, they they could in theory be really good additions to this Lakers team. So, obviously we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how LeBron's going to continue to age all these things, but ultimately LeBron signing this extension keeps the Lakers in playoff and championship contention depending you know depending on how they build around the team and, and you got to think about 2019 2020 that season no one really thought the Lakers were, were going to actually win the championship I think I mean the Lakers proved obviously that they were a really good team because they were the number one team in the west for most of that season if not the entire season but there's a lot of questions around the Lakers depth they're the guys you know coming off the bench the rotation guys and whatnot and I think the Lakers are in a similar situation this season where we have a lot of unproven guys on the team the Lakers had a lot of unproven guys on that championship team in 2020 so we have a lot of unproven guys that need to come out play good defense space the floor play hard play well learn how to play next to LeBron we need Anthony Davis obviously to come out and play tough play hard play with the same tenacity that he played with in that 2019-2020 season and I feel like it's coming I feel like he's I feel like it's there obviously like the injury history has been tough the last couple seasons so if you can say healthy which he was able to do for the most part in that 2019-2020 season I think that'll be huge so a lot of different factors and whatnot but keeping LeBron as the anchor to this team is great news it's good it's good for the Lakers I don't know what the alternative would be that would be better with LeBron not on the team, but good news for the Lakers. I guess the better a potential good alternative would have been if the Lakers would have traded LeBron for someone like Jimmy Butler or something like that, but I doubt... I mean, the Lakers were never going to do that. The Lakers pride themselves on taking care of their stars and keeping their stars around and making them a part of the Laker family and the Laker organization and all these things. So... It was never going to happen. The Lakers were never going to trade LeBron. Just as a fan, when LeBron was saying that, when he was saying he wanted to play with Bronny, and it seemed unsure if he was if he really wanted to come back, it's like okay, then trade him, you know. So there's a, a few different situations that could have happened and, and whatnot, but Laker, uh Lakers signed two more years at least with LeBron, which is is great news for the Lakers.